My, um, one of my roommates, when we moved in, she was really into drinking Bush Light, <laughs> which I don't understand because, one, it's a beer and I think beer is gross. Two, why would you drink Bush Light? It's like a bad quality beer. But every time she would open the can, she would go, <gasps> Bush! I think about that every time I open a can. I had a theology prof at Bethel one time tell the class that if they were going to get caught drinking beer, at least get caught drinking good beer. Yeah, that's not bush light. Also, I guess the answer to the question, can we start early, was no. <laughs> well, I mean, it's before seven. <laughs> Two minutes early does not constitute early from what I was suggesting. And additionally, I appreciated that you didn't want to record on Sunday because you were tired and you had to be up early for work and didn't want to miss it or whatever. And then we got a snap from you after midnight. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I don't even remember what it said. Um, Let me think about it. It was something like, what even is a Mungo's? Oh, what the bleep is Saint Mungo's? What is that from? Dad. Oh. <laughs> we were playing code names, and I was like, now I can do a, a, just one word, or I can do multiple words if it's a proper noun. Yeah. Okay, here's your clue. Saint Mungo's. And I was trying to get, like, wizard and hospital. And you got it, and then Dad turned and just, what the bleep is a Saint Mungo's? <laughs> Oh. So I found myself, now that we have a podcast, I found myself saving topics or things I want to ask you about until we're on the podcast. And it's always, of course, the most, like, substantial questions, like, earth-shattering questions. So I had a thought the other day, and I wanted to ask you, do you have any barbecue sauce left over? Uh, from when you got me barbecue sauce, yeah. Not from when Emily <laughs> got me barbecue sauce. Oh, I didn't know Emily got you barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah she did. I uh, meant mine. A couple years ago, she got me a half gallon for my birthday. <laughs> How much did I even... What did mine equate to? What I got you five bottles, right? Well, I have a bottle right here. Let me, let me look. <laughs> Yeah, that looks that looks full. Yeah, this is my my room bottle that I'll <laughs> I'll use to restock the fridge or my backpack. Five different locations of <laughs> barbecue sauce. This is twenty nine ounces. So, so twenty nine times, times five. Twenty nine. One forty five. I don't know what that equates to in in gallons. <laughs> hey Siri, how many ounces are in a gallon? 128 fluid ounces. So more than a gallon. A gallon and change of barbecue sauce. Yeah, so I have a bottle in the fridge. Let me make sure I count right. There's one in the fridge. I carry one around. There's this one in my room. There's one on the counter, and there might be one in the living room. It's my favorite barbecue sauce. And it's flowing. 
when we were moving into this apartment, I uh, texted one of my friends. I was like, can I borrow some fridge space? She was like, for what? I was like, I have like a half gallon of barbecue sauce. <laughs> so when we moved, I stored my barbecue sauce from Emily in my friend's fridge. When you moved to where you are now? Yeah. So... Help me help me understand this then, because you asked me for barbecue sauce. I assume that meant that you didn't have any barbecue sauce. But oh, no, you it had... meant I was it meant I was running low on my famous Dave's barbecue sauce. What did Emily is that what Emily got you? No, she got me some like Kansas City stuff. Oh. Okay. So I, I carry was like, <laughs> You're sitting on a half gallon of barbecue sauce and that's not enough for you? Well it was almost empty. Um, but I carry around a barbecue sauce, like, in my, my handbag, my messenger bag. Of course you do. And that barbecue sauce was empty. So if I was on the go, I didn't have any barbecue sauce. Good thing I got you 1.13 gallons of barbecue sauce. (laughs) Yeah, we had friends over a couple months ago. They're like, do you by chance have any, like, barbecue sauce here? You came to the right place. <laughs> do I? <laughs> I remember uh, her like, do you even know who Elena is? I I thought about the last, I had to buy barbecue sauce recently. I thought about buying like more than just one bottle, but I didn't. Because I go through it rather quickly when I am using it, which is often now that I'm back on sugar. It's my favorite condiment. It's one of the only condiments I recognize. You couldn't pick out any of the other condiments in a lineup. <laughs> Ketchup, never heard of her. Did I know you appreciated my dad joke so much when I sent that in the the group chat about Christmas, that you were taking appointments, or wh- however you oh. phrased it. That was straight where my mind went. Elena's taking appointments. I said I needed to get some appointments set up, like chiropractor, orthodontist. Fit some appointments in, that's what it was. You were going to try and fit some appointments in while you were home. Eric was like, "Uh he was taking appointments. That's my impression of (laughs) (laughs) him. That's my texting voice. This was, for those who aren't looking at a picture of it, we'll put one somewhere. Without Elena's permission. <laughs> but I photoshopped Elena's face over Lucy from Peanuts at her psychiatry five cents booth, I guess. I you thought it was funny. You think you're so funny. That's, that's about the voice that I expected that you texted back in. I have a, I have a wonderful way with words. If this podcast has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that I'm great with words. Oh, especially off the top of my head. I'm at my peak off the top of my head. Yeah, when I, I don't often use, I don't, usually when I'm typing out words, I'll use full words. I won't use text speak. But when I do, you think you're so funny, I do you, the letter you, think you're, you are so funny. And it's that voice. Did I get, did I get that in SpongeBob font too? You did not. <laughs> but that is a common thing I'll do. You think you're so funny. The other day, I texted one of our group chats, Monster House is on Netflix. Uh, That was on Wednesday. Wednesday, I I said just in time for Halloween. 
Yeah. Eric said, just in time for Halloween on Wednesday, December 9th. And I turned to my roommate and I said, who let Eric be funny? (laughs) I'm so funny. You don't even know. You don't even understand the amount of things I say with the intention of them being funny. In like casual or group conversation, it's like at least 80% of what I say is intended to be funny. And I'd take whatever lands. <laughs> so I'm looking at the the document. Andrew texted me. Going to talk about some Christmas memories. Yep. I was thinking about this the other day. I, or like thinking about Christmas, 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 Christmas traditions. Thinking about Christmas traditions and just like, I feel like we don't necessarily have a ton of traditions surrounding Christmas. But we do have like a routine and maybe more of them will come out as we start talking about it. But it's not like we do X number of things all the time every year. Like pretty much it's just Christmas Eve is sort of the same flow. But other than that, I don't know that we have a ton of traditional things. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, not really. I mean, in recent years, we've been getting together, at least as siblings, to watch Muppets Christmas Carol. And I mean, during the Christmas season, when I was growing up, I used to always watch Snowden and with the the second Snowden movie, with Raggedy Ann and Andy, and Annabelle's Wish with the reindeer. <laughs> The, the talking, then not talking reindeer because she gave up her voice so the little boy could talk. Yeah, that one. Yep. These are all like half hour videos. Yeah, we had them on, on cassette VHS. tapes. <laughs> I can't oh. find Snowden and Raggedy Ann and Andy's adventure online. That's probably for the best. If we're I could find the other honest. Snowden movie. <laughs> I just I had the song going through my head the other day. Oh, yes, it's fun to play with Snowden. It's fun. It's magic. Quite fantastic. Play with me in my winter wonderland. Oh, yes, it's fun to play with Snowden. (laughs) For the life of me, I wouldn't have been able to come up with that. You singing it has, like, jogged my memory, but I wouldn't have been able to come up with that. Yeah, it was just going through my head. (laughs) And I wanted to perform catharsis. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But I couldn't find it. You know what is not Christmas related, but I shared this with you. Maybe Emily shared in some way, we came to find out that the movie Scamper about the penguins is on YouTube. I think I knew that. Apparently, it was like a, a joint Russian and Japanese creation. So, like, it was funded by a, by a, like a Russian and Japanese studio. So, it's not even in the original language. What we had was, like, dubbed over cartoon penguins speaking Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Scamper, but I know that we had it. Scamper! 
is a very friendly bird. <laughs> it's only like 80 minutes long. It's not quite as catchy as Snowden. Well, maybe I just don't <laughs> sing very well. There's a reason I didn't go into singing. Anyways. We also, I enjoyed watching Frosty, but it wasn't something I would seek out every year. If it was on TV, I'd watch it. Yeah, Frosty and Frosty Returns. Happy birthday! Which we must say, even though John Goodman plays Frosty and Frosty Returns, it is, the first one is far superior. Like, it's not even close. I, I enjoy the second one. <laughs> it's not even close, though. Like the Snow Be Gone spray or whatever? Summer Wheeze. <laughs> Oh, I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> but yeah. But, but I mean, other thing, than like, watching those obscure movies, I don't think we really did anything super. Yeah, and a lot of those are, like, we had the VHS tapes, but a lot of that stuff was just on TV. But mm -hmm. even then, I didn't, like, I don't think we made a huge point of trying to watch them on TV, probably because we had them on tape. But, like, in terms of the Christmas, like, gift opening or whatever we always open on christmas eve and then we also had stockings christmas morning and then mm -hmm. i think it, i don't know if it was one or both of our parents at some point decided that we should open presents one at a time and go in a circle because we used to just do the free-for-all everyone open their presents at the same time but then the realization came that we don't see what everyone is getting when everyone just like does mad dash through their presence i don't remember when that changed that's probably all you remember i like i only remember the one at a time i barely remember the other way i wonder it's somewhere around the time we moved to brooklyn park so we've been doing it that way for like 20 years at least and then we don't have like a, a christmas meal we have the appetizer bar basically yeah we we have Orders. snacks we graze yeah. Like cows. Meat and cheese tray. I remember there was one, it was either Christmas or Thanksgiving. Mom texted you, me, and Emily and was like, I'm taking requests for, like, snacks. And I said, meat and cheese tray. And you said, pound cake. And Mom was like, huh, you make pound cake now on your own? I thought, like, it, I, I'm surprised that you want me to make that. And you were like, I can still want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she makes it better than me, too. The problem, two problems with the pound cake that I make. First of all, when I started learning how to make it, or like when I got the recipe, I lived in Colorado, like at altitude. And it's harder to bake at altitude. You have to like add extra flour. And I never got it figured out while I was there. The second thing is that I'm so worried about it not being done in the middle that I like bake it till it's bone dry. Or, like, bake all the moisture out of it. So it'll be fine for a little bit, like, right once it comes out of the oven. But then it doesn't last that long afterwards. It's just dry after. So she she has it figured out better. The other thing while I was in Denver was that it baked more quickly. Because it's, like, an 80-minute bake time. But it would always be done in an hour in Denver. So it was hard to time as well. And then And so I got that in my head of, oh, it only takes an hour. 
so I'll set the timer for an hour, and then I'm, like, checking it every five minutes for another half hour after that. Unrelated to Christmas, but I took, I think it's grandma's, maybe mom's, banana bread recipe, and every time I've tried to make it, something goes wrong, so I've just been making my own recipe, but it's been, like, that same sort of thing, where it's like, it should only take this long, but then I check it every two minutes, because it's supposed to be done already. The first time I tried making banana bread, I think I probably used bad, like rotten bananas or something. That's the only thing I can think. Like, I just waited way too long to use them. But I ended up with this giant burnt crater of a banana bread loaf. And I was like, this looks and smells absolutely terrible. So we're just going to throw this one away and we'll try again later yeah when i used to be on campus a lot i would take bananas from the dining center and then just throw them in the freezer made several loaves of banana bread kind of experimenting with different ingredients i made a loaf within the past couple months here and i was like i'm not really using a recipe i'm just kind of throwing stuff in and my roommates were like what you can't do that it's baking it's like, yeah, yeah, you, you just kind of throw in some of this and some of that and bread. And it came out as bread. That's all that matters. It was maybe a little bit flat, but like, tasted good. It resembled bread. <laughs> That's most of the bread I've ever made resembled bread. Another thing food related was that I don't think there's still a Norwegian bakery out near Grandpa and Grandma, but they would, like, go to the Norwegian bakery and bring us a couple of Norwegian things when they would come. Krumkaka and rosettes. And pizzelles, which are actually Italian. I didn't know that until I wanted a pizzelle maker and still do. But I, like, was looking looking up for the Norwegian pizzelles. Not a thing. Hmm. But good stuff. I I remember you shoving just rosette after rosette into your face. Yeah. Once once that bakery closed and they started having to get them from the grocery store, they were not as good. The the rosettes I remember from my youth were delicious. So, yeah, not not a whole lot of tradition-type stuff. One of the things, I think one of the things that's sort of important for our family, though, is ornaments, Christmas ornaments that go on the tree. Do you feel that's that's an accurate assessment? I think that's accurate. That's one of the things, the first time I went abroad, I was just like, what can I get that will be, like, meaningful for the family that also doesn't cost a fortune? And this, I bought Christmas ornaments. I guess I would have been in Amsterdam. And then yeah, that you sort bought of like me a pair of, like, thing. clogs. Is that the type? The wooden shoe? Yeah. But, like, as an ornament, I think. I just I remember specifically buying for, or at least in Guatemala, buying one for mom and one for dad. Because we all have our own ornaments, like baby's first Christmas, or things that we made in school. Yeah. And there was a, growing up, um, our next door neighbor, she and I were friends, and we would do an ornament exchange each Christmas. So I have probably a dozen ornaments from our exchanges did you do that all the way through high school i don't remember when we stopped 
I just remembered that being an elementary thing. I guess I don't remember when it stopped either, but I was paying less attention. Yeah, you weren't involved. I got a like a Barbie on <laughs> yeah, a swing. That's the point. <laughs> that's that's the joke. Thank you. I got like a Barbie on a swing. It still hang up every year if I'm decorating the tree. I think all my ornaments are still at mom's. Oh yeah. Um I haven't pulled any of my Christmas stuff out. I didn't pull any also most of my Christmas decorations are Lego in nature, so my freshman year I brought between um Thanksgiving and Christmas I went home. I came back to Ames with my three foot tall Christmas tree. By mine I mean mom's. And she ordered these ornaments off Amazon. They're just teal. Just teal spheres. And so I have those on the tree now. But I'm missing having the fun the fun ornaments. So I feel like with a tree you can go either like super classy or just like fun. Yeah. And we, we always went fun. Yeah, or we would attempt to. With some moderation, I guess. But we have a tree in our backyard, just a normal tree that like usually has leaves on it that has a like dozens of those types of ornaments that are red just right now <laughs> my roommate was just like took took like the plastic little hanger things they're from ikea apparently which is just like putting all the ornaments together to hang up and then another roommate was like what are you gonna do with those she's like i don't know <laughs> they ended up on a tree in the backyard yeah so all of my fun ornaments are home I really only put my tree up so I could try and convince the cat to spend time in my room. (laughs) Because my roommate has a tree in her room that's like seven feet tall and has bigger ornaments. And the cat like swats at them and then gets them on the floor and just kind of swats them around. So I thought she'd want to spend time with me if maybe I had something for her to swat at. She doesn't come in here. It was a good attempt. You You can just wait until you get home and then you can have the dog eat your ornaments off the tree. Well, it's not quite the same. (laughs) I'd still like to have the ornaments. (laughs) There's some ornament I remember that, like, you, me, and Emily all have. They're, like, gingerbread men that we, like, decorated. Yeah. We probably have a few that are... We also have, like, the orbs that are our birthstone color. We all have one of those. Emerald. Mine is... I know it's. it's Doesn't weird. sound like you know it. I do know it's in it's in there somewhere. I I promise you it is. I'm gonna end up having to look it up, aren't I? Ah. Um. It has three birthstones. Fun fact. Peridot. It is peridot. Oh. That's what was in my silence. mind. Silence. There's also. Like a, it's like a bluish, right? It's green. No. <laughs> Is it a lighter green? It's not emerald. Emerald's like green green. Yeah, it's it's a lighter green. Yeah, it's softer. Um, it says there's also sardonyx <laughs> and spinel. Okay, peridot's the only one I know then. Ugh. I don't know why there are three of them. I don't either. Why does August have three birthstones? I'm not going to read this. I don't care enough. <laughs> And then Emily's is pink. I don't remember what the actual pink name for tourmaline. Is. Tourmaline. 
tour mallet. <laughs> Just keep on going. Something like keep that. <laughs> Go for it. I don't know what it's actually supposed to be. <laughs> Just, One of those was probably close. Just getting some tour melons or something. <laughs> yeah. Termily. <laughs> <laughs> the machine eats 50 euros. <laughs> <laughs> so other than traditions, which I don't... That probably counts as a lot of traditions for some people and not anywhere close to a lot for others. But other than that, do you have any specific christmas memories i was standing in the kitchen making some dinner and i was like you know what i want to talk about i want to talk about the christmas tree from hell there was one year we had a christmas tree because we used to a thing that we don't do anymore but we did for a long time is we would go cut down a christmas tree well we would go buy a christmas tree I think more more often than not, we would buy it out of a grocery store parking lot than actually go cut one down. But there were times we would go cut trees down. Anyways, point is we had like live trees, not fake trees for a long time. And there was one year we had a live tree, picked it out, sitting in the living room, looking pretty. I'm home alone, laying on the couch, reading a book, and I'm maybe eight feet away from the Christmas tree. You know, look up occasionally. Tree's still there. It's not going anywhere. So I'm reading my book, and then I see movement out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, what is happening? And I look up, and the tree just slowly careens down, falls, crashes. I jump out of the couch, and I'm just standing there looking at this tree. And I called mom, and I think I left a voicemail, and I don't remember everything that I said, but it was something like, um, there's a small emergency. I didn't do it. (laughs) She was like, what? And she gets home, and the tree is just on the floor. And I was like, it just fell over. (laughs) (laughs) And the the tree fell over multiple times that year. We must have gotten one with a crooked um, spine. Trunk. (laughs) Got one with a crooked trunk. And it got to the point where mom and I would... Our rooms were across from each other. And they were upstairs. And there would just be this sound. And we would both come out of our rooms. And mom would just go, the tree. (laughs) We would go look. And the tree was on the floor. (laughs) I wasn't home for that. No, I was in like high school. I do. I don't know if it was that time in particular, or if it just started happening after that. I seem to remember the tree being tied to the wall at some point, like with twine. It was that year, because <laughs> it it fell over probably four or five times. <laughs> uh, I used to be very dogmatically pro real tree, and now I feel like I couldn't really care less. I still enjoy real trees. Mom bought a fake one, so we're going to live with that for the rest of our lives. <laughs> My roommate's got uh, a permit to go cut a tree down in uh, one of the national forests. So they like drove three hours north to get a $5 Christmas tree and then brought it back. And then they realized that they got one that was too tall, so they had to trim it down. Because they were like, when you go out to the forest and you're around a bunch of 30 foot tall trees anything smaller looks pretty small 
<laughs> so they were trying to find a 10-foot tree and got a 12-foot tree. Yeah, the one thing about the house we grew up in is it had vaulted ceilings. And so they we were very use them. <laughs> We had vaulted ceilings. They were very high. But the tree was standing in the one spot where the ceiling was maybe seven feet tall. It was eight feet, but... Eight feet. To your point, it was the lowest place we could have chosen to put the tree. But, like, it worked because we had basically a picture window right there. So, I mean, setting-wise, it worked. We couldn't get the biggest tree we wanted, but it worked. Yeah, but it was just like you'd go out to the tree lot and just, like, stand by it. It's like, ah, that one's too tall. This one's too short. This one doesn't have hips. Mom likes a tree with hips. <laughs> that feels like a Louis Anderson joke. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. It feels like Louis Anderson has a Christmas tree joke. Or it would be a thing that he would have. I always wanted a really tall tree, but we had the eight-foot ceiling. Yep. Or we could have had the Lord knows how tall. Fifteen, maybe. Fifteen-foot tall ceiling and in the middle. Well, I mean, it was like two stories tall. Yeah. Well, I suppose. I don't know. I'm not going to try estimating right now. Yeah, we tried to rearrange the... Ooh! The one thing that is kind of not really tradition, but it happens around Christmas time. Our mom has a basket of CDs that are Christmas music, and she'll just want to try and get through the whole basket. So it'll be like, CD's over, go put in a new CD! Because you can't listen to the same one twice. Yeah. It is absolutely necessary for there to be music playing all of the time. Even when you don't always want there to be music playing. Oh, music stopped. Go put in another CD. Is it Like in the middle of unwrapping is presents. Is it absolutely necessary? Especially since, like, complaining, not complaining, not complaining, complaining, not, etc., but, like, it takes a while when you're going around in a circle for everyone to open all of their presents. Which means you're changing the CD at least twice. <laughs> and then we... you're covered in wrapping paper. Is it possible for it to just be quiet? Maybe? No. But then we wouldn't get through the whole basket. I don't think we get through the whole basket anyways. <laughs> Lots of Christmas. And there is always room for more Christmas CDs. That is always on the list. I've been listening to Christmas music just, like, on Spotify. See, I don't even barely listen to Christmas music anymore. I listened to the Charlie Brown Christmas album, like, maybe the day after Thanksgiving this year. And I haven't really listened to any other Christmas music since then. I had a Chris—I I still have a Christmas list on—playlist on Spotify. But it was one of those things where I found, like, the Blenders Christmas CD at all songs— Go Fish, Christmas CD, add all songs. The Nutcracker, add all songs. So then I had this playlist that was not any fun to listen to. Because it would just be like classical music, classical music, classical music. It's called Christmas! Classical music. (laughs) And so I've been listening to just like the top Christmas hits on Spotify. Pretty good playlist. I have not... I did semi-recently, I got into a Reliant K listening phase, like, in the last month. And I just wanted to listen to normal Reliant K, and it would bring up their Christmas album, just interspersed at the, at what was supposedly the, like, 
quote-unquote hits of Reliant K. I was like, are you sure that their Christmas album is the best of Reliant K? Is that really what people are trying to listen to when they want to listen to just a Reliant K station? And it was not my first choice. Yeah, the it one was not problem... towards the top of my list of choices, actually. <laughs> the one problem I have with the Spotify playlist is it kind of... Is a it's a mix of like classic Christmas songs and then newer released Christmas songs, and I feel like the newer releases are hard to like get into the habit of listening to. Like I don't want to listen to Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Like I don't when I think Christmas song, I don't think Justin Bieber singing about being underneath the mistletoe. But there is one really good Kelly Clarkson Christmas song, which I wouldn't expect you to know because it's not like the christmas music that we grew up on or something like jingle bells everyone knows jingle bells (laughs) yep because when i was still making my own spotify christmas playlist i thought it was hard because it was like you'd find a band that you liked that had released a christmas album and it's just like covers of the same songs yeah so covers of Jingle Bells, covers of Last Christmas. And so that is the one thing I do really appreciate about the the Spotify hits. It has like the original or just like a Michael Buble cover, but then only that. And so I don't listen to four different renditions of Jingle Bells. I don't know if I'm remembering this incorrectly or not, but I don't think Jingle, Jingle Bells was initially a Christmas song. I have no idea. Was Jingle Was Jingle Bells a slave song? Okay. Okay. <laughs> was Jingle Bells meant for Thanksgiving? Originally named the One Horse Open Sleigh, composed a song in 1850 for his Thanksgiving Sunday school class. So it was initially a Thanksgiving song. Hmm. I believe I have Hank Green to thank for that information. <laughs> Hank Green is on TikTok and it's a fun time (laughs) are you saying that with with sarcasm behind or not no i'm not saying it with sarcasm that still sounded sarcastic (laughs) (laughs) because i think he tries really hard yeah but there's like uh the kombucha girl Brittany broski there's a video a tiktok of her where she's like you know that scene in the Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas where he's eating glass. Doesn't that just look delicious? Don't you just want to eat that? And then Hank Green stitched it and was just like, don't eat glass. Don't eat glass. And so he's become known as like the dad on TikTok who tells people not to eat things. Because then someone else was like, I just really want to go out and eat some grass. Like there's so much of it. Don't eat don't eat grass or there's a video of someone playing with some sort of like building putty type thing he was like i i i shouldn't even have to say it i know it looks delicious (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny to hear i know very little about tiktok i'm not on tiktok i can't say that i care too much I'll send you some Hank Green TikToks. Thanks. The one TikTok I really enjoyed was 
the one you made about whoever having to tell grandpa that he'd flush something. <laughs> <laughs> And I think what made that TikTok was the filter you had on the bottom of your face. Just <laughs> <laughs> with like the giant mouth. Yeah, for the listeners, it's a TikTok of me with a long mouth filter. So my, my forehead is normal, but the bottom of half of my face is like expanded outwards. And so in the beginning, I'm like... <laughs> It's my normal face. I'm like, this is my impression of when my six-year-old cousin had to tell my grandpa he flushed a popsicle down the toilet (laughs) and then cut to me with the long filter on, holding a pen the wrong way and, like, sitting at our table crying. (laughs) Papa! (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I did pretty good at the time. Oh. (laughs) That's one of those, not to like give you a backhanded compliment here, but that's one where like I wish you had like thousands of TikTok followers because it was one that was so funny but wouldn't be appreciated by enough people. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, it had about 400 views. Oh, which is better than most of my TikToks. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll pull it together here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up the picture. <laughs> uh, I will say I tried just looking up your TikTok page or whatever to look through your TikToks to try finding that, and I couldn't find it the couple oh, it's, times I looked for it. It's my third one. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Mom's favorite TikTok of mine, um, there was this hack, like a life hack that people had, where if you have a glass bottle and you don't have a bottle opener... You can tap a knife on it a certain number of times and in the right spot and the cap is supposed to fly off. And I did that and I was so shocked that it works that my face looks ridiculous. <laughs> and mom burst out laughing when she saw my face. <laughs> Have you seen that one? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have seen this. <laughs> Can you play Complete it from the beginning? Complete shock. One second, it's got, it's got a replay. And then move the knife up, and the, t- the cap is supposed to, like, fly off. I decided to try that. And here's the clip of me when it actually worked. <laughs> so you know that- <laughs> but that, like, destroys the bottle. That, like, took off the entire top half of the neck of the bottle. I mean, I don't know that I'd want to drink out of that. I think I used a straw. Don't eat glass. Don't eat glass. Don't eat glass. Okay. We don't need to turn this into a TikTok convention. What else we got on here? 
Do you have any other Christmas memories or any any present related memories? One thing that I started doing to cut you off before I let you answer <laughs> is I must have been in like either late junior high or in high school, but I just got sick of wrapping something and people being like, oh, it's a CD. I wonder which of the CDs I asked for that this is or, oh, this looks like it's the size of a DVD case. So I just started wrapping random things along with whatever I had bought. And then you picked up on that, too, and that turned into your thing. Because it, yeah, it seemed, you open your present and it seemed just funnier like than just putting tape. it in a box. Like, <laughs> oh, here's a CD with my sock. <laughs> I did that with Dad's present last year. I put in a pair of my um, pajama pants, and he pulled them out, and he looked confused. I was like, can you sew those for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I just put them in a box. Or... I don't I don't go as outside I don't go as outside of the box to make a pun as I used to. But do you have any specific gift memories? I mean, your one thing you have a note on the sheet or the document um was Disney a surprise. There was yeah, Do you remember if that was a Christmas present? Well, there were a couple different times. There was yeah, one year. I'm sorry, year... you've you've been to Disney so many times. Well, there was one year where there was a present for all three of us and it was in the middle of the room and we had to wait until all of us had finished opening the rest of our presents and we opened it and we each got like a new shirt or something. We were like, "What is this?" And we looked at the bottom. It was like, "You can wear these when we're in Florida." that ring any bells no part of part of my personal problem is that my memory is so terrible like trying to forget things led to me forgetting almost everything that has happened (laughs) so like i don't have a ton of specific memories which is why i have to ask if one the disney or two the washington trips were christmas surprises the few few memories i have from christmas specifically gift related were one, it's more a memory of a memory, but I got a, a Randy Moss rookie card in 1998 for Christmas that I was very, very excited about. Mom and Dad will probably have more to say. Wait for the wait for the updates in the future about my excitement for that. But then also there was the time that I got the tickets to the NASCAR race in Las Vegas when I was in eighth grade. I was in eighth grade. But they mom wrapped them in this gigantic box and then put a bunch of stuff in there. And then at the bottom was the the envelope with the tickets. Yeah, I'm wrapped in a Mickey Mouse blanket right now. And this was another one where I opened it and there was a note. You can wear this or bring this on the plane when we go to Florida. It was a surprise Disney trip for me. Just me, though. Yeah, you've been to Disney on many occasions. I think we talked about this in our uh, family trip episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been to Disney more than I'm sure most people in the world. Like, even with your trips trip number outweighing my trip number. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's not a whole lot to complain about. But I will say... There was some jealousy when you were just going to Florida when you were when I was in college 
or when I was out of the house. It's like, oh, cool. Mom and Elena are going to Florida. Great. <laughs> I'll sit here in the snow. Because, <laughs> I mean, Mom and I had some... I would say most of my trips have been just me and one other person. So me and Mom or me and Emily. Or I guess Mom and I or Emily and I. Yeah. I don't have a ton of those. Apparently, I turned down a trip to Las Vegas when I turned 21, which I don't remember. I do... The one trip I do remember was, okay, there are there are more, as I'm thinking about it, more than I first imagined. But one that sticks out in my mind is when mom and I went to Maryland for her cousin's wedding. I was telling someone about that recently. Did I tell this story already? No. It's, it's such a crazy story, personally. So, imagine, listener, if you have seen... The episode of The Office where Phyllis gets married, right? This is Phyllis gets married and she has Michael Scott in the wedding so that she can have more time off. Am I correct? I haven't actually Mm -hmm. seen all of this. I've just seen parts of it. Yes. But there are points when they're taking the wedding pictures and Michael Scott is trying to get into all of the pictures. Am Am I right about this? Yes. And then there's a scene where... The photographer says, okay, just the bride and dad or whatever, and then slowly brings everyone but Michael back into the photo to take the picture. Am I remembering this correctly? Yes. <laughs> okay, imagine that. We, Mom and I fly out to Maryland to Annapolis to go to her cousin's wedding. She hasn't seen this cousin in literally 30 years. He was 34 at the time. The last time she saw him, he was four years old. So I obviously have never met this person. Him, his wife. I had met her aunt and uncle. So my, our great aunt and uncle. I'd met them. But other than that, I hadn't met the, their children. So we go and we're, I don't know, doing normal wedding stuff or whatever go to the rehearsal or whatever the night before, go to the wedding the day of, go through the wedding, it's all this stuff. And then when the wedding is over, the wedding was outside of the place where the reception was held. So it was like, there wasn't a whole lot of travel time. So they were like, we're going to take family pictures while the reception like gets going. So mom and I go into the reception area to like go sit at a table. And... Her uncle comes up and is, like, motioning us to come over. <laughs> and we're like, what does he want? <laughs> and he he told us to come be in the family pictures. <laughs> and I, th- I don't think I said anything. But mom, I think, was like, why? He's like, because you're family. Come to the family pictures. So we, like, have to, it's like... It was held at some sort of marina. I remember it being like a marina type place. We definitely went down to the water and there was a dock that I remember. But her uncle has us just stand in these pictures with bride and groom, bride's parents, groom's parents, maybe their siblings, and me and mom. (laughs) So it's like immediate family. And then these people 
One of whom he has just met. The other he hasn't seen for 30 years. <laughs> so the reason I bring up the Michael Scott moment is because there's this point where, like, we get rightfully, I might add, shuffled out of the pictures. And I'm just like, <laughs> these people, the only time I've met these people, they now have wedding pictures somewhere in their house just of 19-year-old me and mom. <laughs> just like, why did this happen? They're going to have kids is, one day and kids will look It's one of my go-to stories to tell. It's so weird. So, that yeah. couple is going to have kids one day. Kids will pull out the wedding pictures. Mommy, Daddy, who's this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Another of my Christmas memories. Again, this is more of a memory of a memory. Because I was maybe four or five. In my mind, I was four or five. I could have been eight, but younger elementary aged. Pre-U, basically. We went out to Grandpa and Grandma's for Christmas. And I got an ear infection. So I was in the ER, I guess it would have been. In the ER in Wilmer on Christmas Eve. Just like... I felt I felt fine, I guess, once we were actually there. I remember not feeling terrible when I was there. But I definitely had an ear infection. Lots of fun. Spent Christmas in the ER. That's rough. I, I, I actually remember very little about that. I remember one time, like... We... We were in, definitely in the hospital. It must have been in, like, the the first stage of getting into the hospital. And there were these, like, doors, and I walked up to them, and they just, like, opened on their own. They were automatic doors, and they led outside. It's like, oh, okay, not going out there. That's, like, the one thing I remember from that night. Hmm. We didn't do a whole lot of traveling for Christmas. There were a couple of times we went out to Grandpa and Grandma's, but for the most part, they came to us. Yeah, or because if we did they go out hit, there. They could hit us, Grandpa's side, on Christmas Eve and then go down to Grandma's daughter on, on Christmas Day. Yeah, I feel like there were a couple times we went out there, but it was like after the holiday. Yeah, we would do New Year's there sometimes. I had, I mean, I think we've done a fair share of New Year's celebrations out there. Yeah, there was one New Year's I remember we were trying to light fireworks. I don't know where we got fireworks. I think I got them as a white elephant gift. Wow. I definitely Ooh. got them as a white elephant gift. But rural. That's a memory that came back out of nowhere. <laughs> rural Minnesota, dead of cold. winter, trying like, to light these fireworks. Like 25 below cold. It was cold. Yeah, none of the fireworks would light. And then be like, ah, there's a car coming. There's a car on the bridge. Try and fight, Try and set off a firework for the car. And Eric would stand there with a lighter and light it like four times. And it wouldn't It wouldn't go. <laughs> that, is, that is my uh, lighter impression. That's not me just cussing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know if you would remember this. Not at all related to Christmas. But we were out at mom's mom and stepdad i'm trying not to use names that's why i'm like going around this convoluted not using names thing that's that's for the listener elena understands but we were out there one time and we were it was me and emily and you and dad and grandpa i think it was just the five of us and we were like at a like a restaurant like a bar type place just like in the middle of wisconsin 
And Emily and I were playing pool against two other kids who were, like, just at the restaurant. And you were, like, leaning on the rail of the pool table. And someone said, shoot, shoot, shoot. And you started repeating them, but you replaced the double O with an I. <laughs> Do you remember I don't that remember at all? That. <laughs> Dad almost ran over to grab you. That seems like a story that has been told to me, but I have no memory of that. You would you would have been young. You would have been like four years old. Because I mean, that's when they were still in Wisconsin. One thing we did for presents the elementary school had like a whole bunch of just like random presents oh that's so true could, so you could get like your little tiny they paper would box. do like a like a christmas store like at night like you had to come back to the school and then you would like go shopping quote unquote shopping with your parents for christmas presents yeah, so it was like your parents would stay out and you were in the gym. You'd get like a helper who's like a fifth or sixth grader. You would go around and buy presents. I do remember that. I remember there was one year I went to the register and it was too much money. So I went back around and I had to go and like trade in some presents. And I came out crying and mom was like, what's wrong? I couldn't get the rose. Why don't you come out and get more money? I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> I think that was, I mean, I wasn't at the elementary school for most of that. So I don't, I definitely participated at some point, but I started at that school when I was in sixth grade. So that was more of a you and Emily thing. Yeah, I would say mostly a me thing. I don't know when they got it actually set up. How old were you when I left for college? Because I feel like you were still in elementary school. You graduated in... You graduated in 09, so I would have been 10. So you were still at Woodland? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, when Emily was a senior, I was in seventh grade. Because that was the one year at Jazz Fest. Jazz Fest was at Park Center, and we saw each other. Wasn't Jazz Fest always at Park Center? Oh, maybe it changed after you left. It started getting switched around to other high schools. Huh. I seem to remember. Well other high schools there are only two other high schools yeah i remember ending up at maple grove junior high for something one time i was like this is where maple grove junior high is because like brooklyn junior was literally right like we touched with park center and then osseo junior high and osseo senior high were like across football fields from each other basically and then freaking Maple Grove Junior High and Maple Grove Senior High were on completely opposite ends of the city of Maple Grove. And then Northview was just kind of floating in Brooklyn Center. I don't even know where the junior high is. Maple Grove Junior High? Yeah. I think you've been there. I think you had a singing thing there, but... That's... What? Maybe I may be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure you've been there. But it's like... So, you know where like Granite City is? It's on the yeah. other side of 90, 694 from there, like further down. I'm pretty sure that's where it I is. I think I did have a singing thing there then. Uh, let's take a look. Kind of over by my one of my orthodontist offices. Maple Grove. Oh, I guess it's middle school now. Yeah. It's like right down the road. Huh. Right where I said it was. I feel I feel happier than I should that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, it's right on the huh. other side of 94 from there. I'm pretty sure you had a singing thing there at one point. Unless it was at some other random elementary school. Or it was maybe I did um I did honor band in 8th grade. It was maybe honor band. Maybe it was across the street at the Cedar Island Elementary School. I don't know. Where was the picture where you and Emily are on the bench? I feel like that was at like a church. I guess it could have been there. I don't know. In any case, po- whole point of the story, they are they are not close to each other, those schools. Do you have any other specific Christmas memories? I remember that Emily had said that when the PlayStation was delivered by Santa Claus, you woke her up. We got a PlayStation. Yeah. And so, several years later, when I was the first one up at, like, six in the morning and Eric was asleep because he was a college student and we got a Wii, I went into Eric's room and I was like, Eric, we got a Wii. And I told Emily that and she was like, do you even remember the PlayStation? No. (laughs) Why'd you do it? Because Eric ruined the PlayStation surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You did not care. No, I definitely didn't. I I don't I don't remember the interaction, but I can imagine that I wouldn't have cared. I do, yeah. It became a thing because I realized that I was always the first one up on Christmas Day. So it just sort of became a thing all the way through high school that I made sure I was the first person up. And then when I got to college, I was like, "Screw this." <laughs> and then it you like took over the mantle. Of like wanting to turn it into a competition, and I was just like, I I really don't care anymore. But yeah, I woke up. I remember that Christmas. That would have been two thousand, somewhere between two thousand and two thousand two. I don't remember specifically, but I looked at my stuff and I was like, Why do I have PlayStation games? And then I like sort of glanced over at other people's areas. Cause like when we get our stockings, we have the stockings filled, but then we also will have like stuff surrounding the stockings. So like everyone, I like looked, I like didn't go through their stuff, but I like looked at everyone's spot and I was like, everyone has PlayStation games. Why does everyone have PlayStation games? And finally, at some point, I turned over to the TV and like looked on our little stand and there was a PlayStation with ribbons all like sitting on top of the whether it was the VHS player or the whatever it was at the time. And then I ran upstairs, like, excited, not wanting to, like, spoil it, but just trying to, like, spread the excitement to Emily that we got a PlayStation. I don't know. I'm curious how upset she actually was. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Because she, like, has the narrative that I spoiled that for her. But she doesn't seem like the person who gets easily upset at things like that. Although I do seem to have a knack for spoiling presents. <laughs> That's another story. So, Elena's birthday and our dad's birthday are a week apart. And one, I must have been in high school when I was still in the house, I think. But Emily and I got Elena a super soaker, a water gun for her birthday. And then a week later, dad's birthday comes around and he has this weird shaped package and he's like opening it, doing it, doing the, I wonder what it is. And me trying to be funny was like, 
probably a super soaker. And then he opened it up and it was a super soaker. And I felt so terrible. <laughs> From that day forward, I have never even jokingly pretended to guess what someone else has as their gift. Because I felt so bad about that. And I remember like, getting Eric. Like a, getting an Eric, like I had intentionally spoiled it. And I was just like, I didn't know what it was either. <laughs> I was not clued into this. So yeah, apparently that's the thing I get to wear at holiday times. <laughs> Waving my hands in the air like Kermit right now. In the past few years, I still really enjoy getting presents, especially if it's things that I asked for because I asked for them for a reason. Yeah. But I've also gotten a lot more into giving presents. I give some good presents. Yeah. I have, like, one a year that's, like, a really good, that I'm really happy with. Do you have any yeah. favorite presents you've given? I think Dad last year was a good one. I did kind of a slideshow of his life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make him cry. <laughs> yeah, that was very successful. A few years back, I gave Grandpa, like, a journal and, like, titled it for him because he joked about writing a book of his life. I was like, now you can write your book. Emily's friend was at our christmas that year and she cried <laughs> one of my favorites that i've given this might actually be where it first started but when i was a senior in high school and we i was going on visits to the colleges the family minus dad went up to grand forks to go to north dakota for me to tour the university of north dakota and dad grew up in fargo which is like an hour south of grand forks so while we were driving through Fargo, we stopped at this sporting goods store called Shields. And they just had a bunch of, like, memorabilia, I guess, or, like, clothing items, apparel for the high schools in the area. So there was, like, for Fargo North, which is where Dad went to school. Or I didn't even see it first. I saw different high schools first, and I was like, I should look for Fargo North stuff. So I bought this sweatshirt for him, a Fargo North sweatshirt, and I had to sit on that for two months, to like excited to give that to him for two months. He was very surprised because we were going to a Gopher Bowl game, so he thought it was a Gopher sweatshirt when he opened it up. And there was Fargo North. Another of my favorite gifts that I've given was, I think it was two years ago. So when I lived up north and Mom and Bruce would go up to their cabin and be close to us, I would go to, like, breakfast with them sometimes. And mom would complain about the size of the bread for the toast that she would get. <laughs> so I went to this grocery store called High V, where they, like, have loaves of bread that haven't been cut yet, but they will slice it for you. And I asked them to slice it as thick as possible. <laughs> so they're inch thick slices of bread <laughs> that's that was that's one of my favorites from recent memory yeah i was let me think it was maybe when i was a freshman in college uh, netflix has a show unbreakable kimmy schmidt and one of the characters is his name is titus and he sings a song about pinot noir the wine and in real life this dude who's in real life named Titus, released, like, some wines. So I asked mom, hey, mom, can you buy this wine for me so I can give it to Emily? Maybe I was a sophomore. So I wrote all of the lyrics to the song Pinot Noir 
on this flap on her box. And I was like, Emily, you need to open your present. Emily, you need to open your present. And she opened it. She was like, wine. And then she started reading it. <laughs> Pinot Noir. How long did it take you to write this? And then she picked up the wine. Oh, it's him. <laughs> I do remember the, can you buy wine? Not for me story. <laughs> I think it was that. Oh, maybe not. I guess the years all get convoluted. There was one year with my old roommates. I got customized shot glasses for one of my roommates. And so there were two shot glasses and she read the first one and she laughed because she didn't know like one of those like because <laughs> she thought she knew what it was. And then she read the other one and she literally screamed. She's like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I did a great job. It was so funny. <laughs> I don't remember any other ones. There was last year I gave mom and Bruce a joint, a combined uh, picture of the cabin or the lake from the cabin in four different seasons. I felt pretty happy with that one. I don't know. I'm excited for some of the things that I've gotten this year. Yeah, I'm still working on stuff. Oh, I'm definitely still working on stuff. I thought I was going to get paid today, but I don't get paid until the 31st. Ooh. Um. So I've just been charging a whole bunch of stuff to my credit card. So that's a oh, problem that's for a later idea. me. Well, I don't have any money. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. That's a that's a thing that's started. Moms, don't ask questions at Christmas. That's a, I wouldn't call it a tradition, but that's definitely a saying that began. Don't ask. I think about that when not Christmas time. Freaking squeaky floors. I think... I think about that phrase at not Christmas time. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions at Christmas. Ooh, there was one year I was in high school and I went um, Black Friday shopping with Emily. It was Target. It was like two in the morning. We were like the only people in the store. And I found an Alanis Morissette CD and I was like, we've been talking about this recently. I feel like it'd be funny if I bought it, but I don't know if Emily would remember the connection that we talked about it recently and i went up to her and i was like if i got you something that like we've talked about recently do you think you'd remember by christmas she was like what are you saying i was like i saw an alanis <laughs> morissette cd and i thought about getting it for you she's like oh <laughs> that would have been funny and so when she wasn't looking i picked it up and carried it around target and managed to hide it from her while we checked out together i remember then, the the story yeah, because then later, a couple weeks later, her dad and I went out for, like, brunch. We were talking about Christmas. I was like, oh, I just don't have any money. And she was like, why don't you have any money? I was like, well, I spent, like, $15 on you. $15? The movie you bought me was only, like, 5 Because she was, I bought a movie to cover up the CD. And I was like, huh, I must have been overcharged. <laughs> <laughs> And she opened it on Christmas and had no idea that it was coming. Almost let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, because dad was there and he knew about it. He was like, maybe you shouldn't be asking questions. And I was just like, no, I, I think I was overcharged. <laughs> Christmas is definitely one for our family where gift giving wise, it is a lot bigger than birthdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say both in the amount that we give and 
the me are you okay <laughs> i have hiccups they and like started. the meaning behind things because i feel like at christmas time it's like here's some money here's a gift card or not christmas at your birthday here's money here's a gift card here's a fish i got a fish <laughs> one year for my birthday it died oh oh you meant a an actual fish didn't yes. you get a singing fish at one point didn't someone get a singing fish like the mcdonald's fish Give me that fish. Give me that fish. No, but at Christmas, it's like meaningful, I feel like. Like the slideshow to dad's life that made him cry. Bingo. Or the HDMI cables that I bought you so you could connect your computer <laughs> to the TV. If there's, a one, if there's a bad time to get hiccups, it's while you're recording a podcast. <clears throat> Hey everybody, my name's Eric. And I'm Elena. And we are the co-hosts of the 2 Out of 3 podcast. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And we've come back together today to talk to you guys about our Patreon page. Anyone who's familiar with the podcasting world knows that podcasts are mostly self-funded productions. Patreon is a way for us to connect with patrons who will help fund our productions with us. So if you're watching this video on Patreon, you're already here, so go ahead and take a look around. If not, there are two different ways you can find us. You can go either to patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast or to 2 out of 3 podcastcom That's patreon.com slash 2 out of 3 podcast or 2 out of 3 podcastcom Now back to the show. Yep. <laughs> Since we're also in this time of year, do you have any New Year's stories? Or memories other than just trying to light fireworks in 25 below weather. I know you and Emily wanted to go to New York this year. We did want to go to New York this year. That's not happening. Clearly. Um, I feel like one year... I don't know if it was New Year's or what, but um, our cousin and her at-the-time boyfriend came and like oh, babysat yeah, that was us new year's. was that new year's and we went like bowling i wonder if that was we did go bowling i wonder if that was when mom and dad went to nashville for the football game it might have been then mom and dad went somewhere i think a different time than the other football game we went to go see in nashville yeah it would have been in like 2004 they went to it was a bowl game the Gophers played Alabama and won, making that the only time that the Gophers will beat Alabama in the near future. Dad and I went to a bowl game, too, over New Year's when I was a senior in high school. That's why he thought he was getting the Gopher sweatshirt when he got the Fargo North sweatshirt. Yeah, it was in Arizona. Yep. You got me a poster. That was a fun... Uh, I enjoyed that trip, except for that... That time period is when I started to realize the snoring capabilities of our father. It is. It was there's uh, this okay. the NDSU trip when he and I went up to NDSU to tour it that year, and then being down in Arizona for the bowl game. That was the 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 start of that. I enjoy the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes, and there is one other than the um, strip I have tattooed on me. There is one strip that I remember very specifically. They go on vacation, and they're in the hotel room, and the dad is asleep. Calvin's being loud and obnoxious, and his mom is like, Calvin, stop. Your dad's trying to sleep. What? Dad's sleeping? 
yeah, he's snoring. And he turns. He's like, that's dad? I thought that was semi-trucks shifting down on the highway. (laughs) (laughs) That is our father. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But that trip was fun. That was, uh, we were down there for a couple days. I remember suggesting that we go to that as a joke. And then mom was like, yeah, you two should go to that. Okay. (laughs) Sure. That was fun. And then that night, it was a terrible game. They lost the game by a ton. But that night, there was like this giant music New Year's New Year's music festival in Tempe, like suburban Arizona. And it was like no bands I had ever heard of and then sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stick CD. So we we stayed at the Sticks concert for a couple songs and then went back to the hotel. This past New Year's, I was alone just in my room. Um, there's a there's a band called All Time Low, and they have this song called Weightless. And one of the lyrics is in the song is, "Maybe it's not my weekend, but it's gonna be my year." And so I found like a tweet that was like if you play it at this time and at this time it'll go into the new year and so i ended 2019 with the lyrics maybe it's not my weekend in 2020 with the started it with the lyrics it's gonna be my year and i could not have been more wrong (laughs) there's a song i've been reminded of by a band called the mountain goats called this year and the only line of the chorus is I am going to make it through this year if it kills me. And there have been a couple of years where that has turned into the mantra at the end of the year. Yeah, I think about it. It's like, why did I think that was a good idea? It has not been my year. That's like Emily right before 2020. Are there going to be a bunch of tweets about how people are going to have clear vision in 2020? Another New Year's memory I have, mom and I went out to grandpa and grandma's one year. I think I was in college and they were they were enjoying their mixed drinks. We'll just say it that way. And I <laughs> being under Covenant at Bethel had my light up martini glass with like water in it or whatever. But grandma had made this queso dip and I tried the queso dip and like it was good, but I was like, man, this would be really good if it was spicy, like just to myself in my head. And then later that night, mom had the queso dip and she out loud was like Wow, this is really spicy. I literally thought to myself, it would be better if it was spicy. What are you talking about? I mean, mom has just a different spice palette than us. Yes, that is true. The other day I ordered Chipotle, which probably wasn't the best use of my money, but I wanted Chipotle. And I didn't know you can go half and half on, like, protein, so I did half chicken and half sofritas, which is the, like, tofu tofu substitute or whatever. I thought I was having an allergic reaction to the sofritas because it was so much spicier than the chicken that my <laughs> face was tingling. <laughs> I, I can't help you. I can't have sofritas. Hmm, maybe, you're, maybe you're developing soy. a soy allergy. I know. I was like, am I getting a soy allergy? So I ate it just really fast so it'd be done. I was like, oh, I ate too fast. (laughs) 
But then later that night, I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, is it normal for your face to tingle when you eat spicy foods? She was like, yeah, I guess yeah. sometimes. That's I turned to one of our other friends. Is it normal? I ate this <laughs> I ate this Chipotle. And then they were like, oh, yeah, the sofritas are kind of spicy. Yeah. I thought about getting Chipotle tonight. I'm probably not going to because I also don't want to have to pay for it. I've I was spent so disappointed. I ordered Chipotle and you have to have $10 minimum to do a delivery. And I wasn't yeah. at $10. And I was like, I already have chips added on. And I have the bowl that I want. I don't want to do double double meat. What do I do? So I added on... Did you on, round up? I didn't. I added okay. on a $3 apple juice. And my DoorDash gets here. I open the bag. No apple juice. I was like, shoot. And I text the driver. I was like, hey, was there an apple juice? He was like, yeah, no. Well, sorry. Talk to DoorDash. They'll give you a refund. So I DM Chipotle on Twitter. And I was like... Hey, I ordered Chipotle and it like it was good, but I was missing an item. How do I get a refund? And the, they didn't give me a refund. They just added a free chips and guac to the account, which is good. That's probably a good deal. That's probably more money than my apple juice. But I don't eat guac. <laughs> yeah. That's so always it's, it's the mom's worst account. Because I also don't eat guac, so it is the worst for us. But when you get a free chips and guac, but it's specifically chips and guac, there's been one time, I think it was for my birthday, where it just took off that amount instead of being required for it to be chips and guac. But I'm just like, why can't I substitute just the cost of the chips and guac into my thing? This happened recently, like within the last month or two. It's like, why can't I just, I don't want guac. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to buy guac. Yeah, so it was guac. like I spent all this money on Chipotle because I paid with um, mom's card, and then I just Venmoed her the amount that I spent. <laughs> and so now I'm, I lost out on $3, and mom gets a free chips and guac. Maybe the last thing. We'll maybe put this after a long break in the podcast at the end of it. Do you want to talk about Santa Claus? Oh, I was going to mention him earlier. Another one of the Christmas traditions that we had for... Well, that I had for a, a few years in a row, our community center would have waffle breakfast with Santa. So dad would take me to go get waffles and talk to Santa. I remember one year he was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, a robot. And he was like, what kind of robot? I was like, I don't know. It's kind of whatever. He was like, well, I could get you like a vacuum robot. I was like, yeah, that would work. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the time you asked for a couch and you actually got a couch? I don't remember asking for it, but I do remember I that I like, had a couch. There is no way she is getting a couch. And then mom and dad found a way to find you like a tiny little couch that folded out into like this, like a bed, basically. It was little. It was like. Uh, yeah, I mean, the bed was size. maybe, maybe two feet long. But you would sleep on it. I would sleep on it. <laughs> I, I remember one year I slept on it. It was maybe the year I got it, slept on it, and you woke me up Christmas morning. Presents! Just like that, I'm sure. <laughs> Just like that. But I was, I was leaning more towards 
belief in Santa versus not belief in Santa. I wanted to believe. When did uh, we're gonna we're gonna spoil this if you have children? So, if you've listened this far, now might be the time to stop. When did you stop believing in Santa? It's probably mid elementary school. Do you? Was there something that prompted it? I don't really remember any specifics. I remember there was one year where I just could not fall asleep. And mom came into my room and she was like, why are you awake? I was like, I just, I can't fall asleep. And then mom came and tried to like sleep with me so I would fall asleep. And she fell asleep on my bed and I fell asleep (laughs) in the gap between the wall and my bed. But I fell asleep. I mean, I laid there for maybe 15 minutes. And I got up and went to the bathroom, and Dad was like, why are you awake? Why are you asking me all these questions? (laughs) A little suspicious, if you ask me. I, we were at Grandpa and Grandma's. I think it was 1998. It was probably the same year I got that, the Randy Moss football card. And I don't know what it was that, like, I don't remember being prompted by anything, or like, this like kids talking about it at school or something like that sort of meme but it's just like it just clicked it was like and i wasn't mad about it but i was just like oh santa's not real with no prompting i don't know i don't remember what it was but then i remember telling emily that santa wasn't real and her not listening to me and then mom pulling me aside and being like you're right and don't tell emily but I don't I don't remember if there was something in particular. And I don't remember thinking through like some logical process. It's just like, oh, Santa's not real. That might be something to talk to a therapist about. Might I mean, we used to like go on the desktop computer and look at the little like global the map Nor- and NORAD Santa tracker. I was Where's all about Santa? that in junior high. I don't know why. There was, I just had another memory when we would go out to, we went out to grandpa and grandma's a couple times, like mid nineties, and they would have a Christmas train where the train, cause like Wilmer is a big train hub, at least for the area. So they would like have Burlington Northern or someone would put together this little four car Christmas train that Santa would ride on through all the little towns. And we went hmm. to that a couple times. And the one memory I have one time was being in Kirkoven and seeing the one cop they had, like Kirkoven had for the longest time, I don't know if they still do, but they had a cop who like had a patrol car and he was like at the thing. And I remember grandpa telling him, like introducing me to the police officer man and being like, Eric wants to be a police officer too. And me not saying anything, but in my head being like, I don't want to be a police officer. What are you talking about? (laughs) I wanted to be a bus driver for a while. I don't remember that either. That apparently was my lifelong goal when I was a kindergartner. Related to bus drivers, um, I was doing laundry today. I still have to finish my laundry. And my roommate had stuff in the dryer, so I folded it for her. And I took out this sweatshirt. And it <laughs> it was like a blue sweatshirt. And it had an, a logo on it that kind of looked like the Magic School Bus logo. And it said, never fear, your bus driver's here. (laughs) My roommate's never driven a bus. (laughs) I think she bought it at, like, a thrift store. The magic school bus drives itself. 
Well, it was like a bus with a face. I pulled it out, thought it was the magic school bus. It was not, I don't think. I do not know how to drive a bus. The offer was never followed up on when I worked at camp. I'm not I'm not too sad about it. But I it can... would have been paid for. I mean, I'm not a fan of driving large things. Driving oh, period. I should send you a TikTok. <laughs> Found oh, a TikTok some of the scariest that. driving I've ever done. When I interned at this nonprofit in college, they had a a 15 passenger van and I would have to drive. They had a a job skills program where they sold books on Amazon. Like people would donate books and then they would like had this business selling books on Amazon. And books they didn't sell or that were like too cheap to sell and make a profit. We brought them to half price books. And I would bring like boxes and boxes and boxes of books like fill up the van worth of books to half price books and get like three dollars for all these like not to call them worthless books but worthless books it's like all these christian books from the 70s that are not relevant anymore anyways driving around this 15 passenger van through the streets of the east side of saint paul in the middle of ice and snow it's just like terrifying because like your center of gravity is so much higher in a 15 passenger van plus it's icy plus it's not my van it's like belongs to the place so i'm like nervous about not wrecking their van while driving a thing i've never the size of which i have never driven before it was uh there were some moments that were harrowing yeah a couple winters ago i definitely slid through an intersection in ames and I was driving my roommate. She was on her phone and I was, it was a red light. And I was like, we're not stopping. She was like, what? And she looked up and we were in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> <laughs> I've only slid like that one time. Most of my slides are self-induced and on purpose because I enjoy it. <laughs> but there was one time when I was a junior, I lived at home fall semester instead of living on campus and driving home one time in the focus I spun on Noble right before Marigold. Hmm. And like, it's the only time I've ever hit black ice and actually slid. It was like midnight, so there was no one around. But it was one of those where like, okay, turn into the slide. Oh, we're we're going all the way through. Okay. Just like, let go of the steering wheel and let it happen. And like, there was no damage or anything. I just sort of bumped the curb at the end of it. In seventh grade, we had this English teacher who would... She was like, every day, I'm going to teach you a life lesson. And she'd forget about it for months until something interesting happened, and she'd go back to teaching us her life lessons. She was like, my life lesson for today, if you're, in a, if you're ever in a car, and you're driving, and you start spinning out, you want to turn the wheel just, just a little bit, just slightly. You don't want to jerk the wheel. And she was like in her wheelie chair, like pretending to hold a steering wheel going up and down the aisle in the classroom. Because apparently she spun out, and while she was spinning out, she tried to correct, and corrected too hard the other direction. Yeah. You gotta know the feel of your car. But that was her life lesson for the day. But Small I, uh, corrections. I definitely needed to turn the wheel all the way to attempt to correct that slide, and it didn't help. That's gonna be a fun place to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna stop looking. Oh wow, I went back back past this uh, sleeping bag coat. <laughs> From the North Face. High fashion meets the North Face. <laughs> means you get a, a sleeping bag poncho. <laughs> I would just like to say that I was popularizing the sleeping bag poncho in 2012. Thank you very much. So when Emily and I did the Chick-fil-A grand opening down in Des Moines. Des Moines. We, yeah. Des Moines. Des Moines. My, uh, I feel like stuffy, even though I'm not stuffy. But anyways, Emily and I were at a Chick-fil-A grand opening down in Des Moines. And we found out once we were already there that it was going to rain, like torrential downpour rain, which we didn't know beforehand. And we had did not have a tent. We had a couple sleeping bags and we had an air mattress. So when the rains came, <laughs> we had we also had like two of those camping chairs that you sort of like they fold up into a tube, basically. So we had two of those. We draped one sleeping bag over the top of that. And Emily, like, curled up on the air mattress underneath that. And then I put the other sleeping bag on upside down and then, like, unzipped the bottom so I could stick my head out the, bo- <laughs> out the bottom and just be, like, completely enclosed inside this thing. And then I just had my head under the draped sleeping bag. And the rest of me was just sticking out the end. <laughs> And my, my assumption looking at the sleeping bag was that it was waterproof because it was like glossy. I was like, oh, this looks like it should be waterproof. It was not waterproof. <laughs> so here we are sleeping, attempting to sleep on an air mattress in a Chick-fil-A parking lot in West Des Moines, Iowa at two in the morning with torrential downpour, me wearing my giant sleeping bag poncho, soaked through. (laughs) And then eventually, the one that was draped over top of us also started to leak through. So it was just a wet nightmare. Eventually, a thing they don't let you do typically at Chick-fil-A grand openings, except for extreme weather conditions. They let us go inside the building, so we just like piled a bunch of stuff on top of the mattress and all the other things so that it wouldn't blow away and then we just went inside the building but it was crazy the people next to us had a tent with like a rain flap that like came detached so there was one point i peeked out under the sleeping bag and she just had her arm like sticking outside the tent like holding this thing as it was shaking <laughs> <laughs> again all this at like two in the morning i got a half hour of sleep <laughs> I've had nights like those, just in my bed, not outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I also didn't consider the fact that there were going to be street lights. So it's just like, oh, yeah, it'll be dark and we'll be able to go to sleep. No, there's a giant street light right over top of us. Not just also around us, right over top of us. Half hour asleep. I think I fell asleep at like three and I woke up and I was like, please tell me it's been a while. And it was 3.30. Had nights like those, too. <laughs> we got like a couple hours of sleep at Megan's before we came back up. Oh, 